We love you, Sue. We miss you. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> She's on the mend. She's on the mend. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. I am one of our church's lay servants, and will help pastor out today. Our pastor can get a needed break. He works so hard. What does it mean to be fully alive in Christ? And you'll see on the front of the bulletin the Beatitudes, which pretty much show you how to do the commandments. The way forward is by us using Christ's attributes, his characteristics, the things that he was teaching everyone, especially on the Sermon on the Mount. From that sermon, you know, he's offering blessings and transformation through him. The Beatitudes enhanced Jesus' teaching along, all along the way. He was making bold statements that people couldn't really believe to create a kingdom on, of heaven on earth, to give us true peace and freedom for all who dare to follow him as disciples, who will bring blessings to, these will be, bring blessings to all people on earth. My research took me to a pastor researcher, Chris Colvin, and from Influence Magazine, cohortpro.com and how to preach the Beatitudes. And pastors can use it for a very long teaching or Bible study and lots of weeks from the pulpit. He stated that they teach to be kind, to be humble, to be gentle, to be loving, and that God's people are blessed. How should this knowledge of God's blessings affect the way we live? We should be different and apply this text in the real world, of course. Matthew 5, 1 to 12. People want to know if life is really navigable and how we can deal with challenges, uncertainties, and difficulties. We all search for life's meaning that's larger than ourselves. What does our life mean as an individual, as a community? Together, we're stronger. What can we teach the next generation? Each generation asks. The Beatitudes show the way. They're not hints for happy, happy living like hints from Heloise used to be in the newspaper. I used to read that all the time. But they are God's mind and heart. He offered a vision of possibilities, blessings, and challenges. Coming more and more into his presence. That's what we do every, every weekday morning at 10 o'clock when pastor comes on. That's what he's bringing us into God's presence. And we're a community that prays for everyone and that's, there's strength in that. Two or more. We're supposed to grow in faith, but how? How can we be a blessing? We always say, be a blessing, go be the light. He always tells us this. Micah 6, 1-8. Psalm 15, 
1 Corinthians 1, 18 to 31, Matthew 5, 1 to 12. Revealing God's light to the world, we just go to God's word. We go to the Bible. The Beatitudes are kingdom values. We're a kingdom. They show what kingdom is like, to be more godlike. They're radical and hard to attain. But we can become, and we're called to be building up, accomplishing, acquiring, or letting go, surrendering, living with a vulnerable, open heart. For are we poor as, as they think of poor on this earth, or are we poor in spirit? Blessed are your poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Right living, righteousness, or justice, promoting justice for the oppressed, defending the persecuted, caring for the needy, welcoming the marginalized. Anybody can come in this door and we would welcome them, because that's what he taught us. Re-energizing the congregation for this new year that we're in. It's already February. Everyone's invited. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, we go together. Healing of relationships, to be stronger. That's hard. Have communion and fellowship together. Inviting, including. For we are making disciples of Christ. We have room for more. But we're holding to God's word. What he taught. Isaiah 5, excuse me, Isaiah 58, 1 to 12. We're the salt and the light. Psalm 112, 1 to 10. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 16. Matthew 5, 13 to 20. Beatitude is a state of great joy, being blessed, or feeling of blessed. A foundation for an authentic Christian life, an attainment of happiness. The cornerstone of the ideal Christian life. Perfection of moral value. Hope was given along with a road map. It gives, they give spirit to those ten, excuse me, those ten commandments. Only then can, we be, can they be obeyed, those Ten Commandments. Those are difficult. But we have direction through the Beatitudes, a, a GPS. It makes our way easier when we're in our car. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those that thirst, thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Can we pray for others? Can we make God part of our everyday life? Can we watch uplifting entertainment turn off what's not helping us? They're throwing all kinds of stuff at us, but we can turn the other way. Can we go to church? Can we give back to our community? If we, if we get our car keys, I threw mine in my pocket right here, these keys can make us think. The Beatitudes offer keys to the kingdom, 
But Jesus holds the keys to eternal life. I used to tell that to the preschool kids when I taught. They knew who held the keys to eternal life. I taught where I could teach about God. It's in our hand. It's at hand. The blessings of God are in the midst of a chaotic world. His blessings offer hope to his children, for we are the children of God. It's it's we who are the followers of Christ. The Beatitudes offer steps to real happiness. Are these steps that we can receive? Can we receive God's blessings now or later? If it's not now, it will be later. I'm thinking of Scrooge, and when you think of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas future, when he reflected on all of that, he changed. Because he was shown his true self, which he failed to acknowledge and needed to change. The modern Scrooge, the Grinch, he changed because someone, they showed him kindness anyway. That's what Jesus did. The Beatitudes contain three elements. Blessed, Psalm 1-1. Blessed introduces each of the eight Beatitudes. A pronouncement of a blessing, a quality of life, a reason why the recipient should be considered blessed. Happy are those who delight in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, It was in our call of worship. Or walk in the way of sinners. Or sit in the seat of the scornful. Does no good. The second element does not describe different groups of people. Or people. But a composite picture of the kind of person who will inherit Christ's kingdom. Could be someone coming from any group. The New King James Version Study Bible. Notes on Matthew 3 to 12. Matthew 5, 3 to 12. For each spiritual trait the Beatitudes portray, Jesus Christ gave the outcome it will produce. The blessing it, it will bring. The blessings reach their complete fulfillment in the kingdom of God. But these blessings also have an aspect for this life that we're in. The word makarios from the Greek language means happy, fortunate, blessed. Fortunate meaning having good luck or fortune, which doesn't always happen. The English word happiness has the root hap, which means chance. Human happiness is something which is dependent on the chances and the, and the changes of life, something which life may give or which life may also destroy. According to Jesus, the Christian blessedness is completely untouchable. For no one, said Jesus, will take your joy from you. John sixteen twenty two. The Beatitudes speak of a joy which seeks us through our pain. 
the joy which sorrow and loss and pain and grief are powerless to touch. That joy which shines through years and which nothing in life or death can take away. Blessings are freely given up front. They're up front by Jesus. For those who believe in him, they are inclusive. The Beatitudes teach that we are learning to trust God more than the external circumstances of life. Dependence on God, not self, for we are on the way to the cross. It's going to be Lent soon. We're certainly not perfect, or the churches would be empty, for we're all here trying to improve ourselves. And we need to forgive each other while we're all learning together because we're going to fall off the path, but we're going to get back on. The Beatitudes take us to the, to the cross, for God's love was freely given on that cross, and those nails didn't hold him on. It was love. Yes, we all have trauma. We've all had it, setbacks. We cannot... I cannot do life by myself. I cannot. I freely admit that every day to the Lord. But he says, with me you can. So put one foot in front of the other. It doesn't show that we have weakness either. As some, believer, some people think if you're going to believe in Christ, you're, you're a weak person. Not. But it's a, we have a trust from God, and he'll make us even more powerful because he, he gives us that power with the Holy Spirit. This trust from God, for we all bring, he brings us into his presence, but we have to come into that presence to get that spirit of strength that he promised us the power of the Holy Spirit. We're poor in spirit, yes, but we're to think less. We think too much. We have to go... Sometimes we just have to go with our heart, for there's more power there. We have to think less of ourselves and more of others. Get us out of the way, because we get in God's way. We're becoming more merciful, thirsting for righteousness, becoming reconciling peacemakers for what Christ died for. February is heart month. Do we have a heart for God? Christ died for our very being, not what we do, the way we, we are. It's quite humbling. Do we have a reckless love for Christ in return? The Beatitudes are the teachings of Jesus from the Sermon on the Mount, and he describes the attitudes and actions that should describe us, his believers. We should live by them, be blessed by them, thus They'll give us great joy, for blessed are we, as they state, we are the unfortunate that are blessed. Each is like a proverb, like a proclamation. We've been studying psalms on the morning devotions, and of course it links to those laments and proverbs, you know, woe is me. When I first became a very connected Christian in Christ, I was delving into the Psalms every day. We lived in Minnesota. We had a baby. Larry traveled all the time, my husband, and he wasn't in Minnesota, but we moved there. 
He would be in Texas and California and Florida where it was warmer, and I was where there was three feet of snow. Every other day they have a blizzard up there. It's just the way it was, and then they get rid of it and get ready for the next blizzard, and all the neighbors had snowmobiles, and we didn't, to get their milk and bread, and you could link to a snowmobile club, and it was rugged. But when I was, I was 19, a mother, I turned 20, the month after I had our first child. But Christ connected me to him like this to go through that being such a young mother when your husband is gone. And I'll never forget it, but he showed me the Psalms because it was easy for me to get into his word and learn his word. And then I got into an interdenominational Bible study. And then I had a Bible study in our home and invited the neighbors over. But he connected me to him to get through that rugged time. And we weren't by any family and friends, but I found other people to now become some family and friends. And I went to church. I found the Catholic Church, St. Mary's in Winona, Minnesota. I found the priest. We found the Methodist Church in Winona, Minnesota, and Pastor Glenn Quam who later became a, this was a little town in Ona, Minnesota, a little college town, but he later became a huge, you know, went to a huge church in Minneapolis and became a pastor of a huge church. Pastor Glenn Quam changed, changed my life because he pointed me to God's word. And they, his family, his wife, they showed love to us, us, us people from out of state and weren't, weren't from that town. The current church times, they're difficult. As Pastor says, the principalities of this earth are attacking the very things that bind us together. He's been preaching on change. Life is just full of change. If we think things are ever going to stay the same all the time, it's wishful thinking because it doesn't happen with personal lives and church. Constant changes. The Beatitudes are powerful statements of blessing and promise and are transformative. Becoming a Christian transforms you from the inside out and turns you into who he wants you to be. I'm so glad he grabs hold of us when we need him to just grab hold of us and turn us inside out like you do those socks. Jesus blesses those who already have a vision of what is, it is to be alive in Christ and truly feel that spirit that he gives. This is a journey to be taken as a church. Also, for church is a gift to be shared, to be a blessing, not just keeping the blessings to ourselves. We must connect to others and be useful and shine our light, light that we already have, thereby becoming alive in Christ, becoming the epiphany. Who has mentored us? Somebody has always mentored us. My mother-in-law was a phenomenal woman who showed me how to live by Christ's word. She changed me inside out. And then she picked up, when we moved back from Minnesota and lived with my in-laws for three months, she picked up that baton and kept mentoring me to walk with Christ, to let me know that Christ was alive in us. Who supports us? Who's taught us about the faith? Who shows us about community? Who's walked with us during difficult times? Because we all need somebody to walk side by side with us 
during difficult times. Or somebody that says, I don't know what you're feeling, but I've experienced something similar, but I can never know what you're feeling. And some of these things are from uh, Dr. Derek Weber, a director of preaching ministries in Indiana and Arkansas, and the British Methodist Church. He has a PhD from Edinburgh. I gleaned a lot from reading. I've gone on pastors' podcasts and webcam, all kinds of things the past couple of weeks. And there's a magazine called Influence that is really good out it's on the web. Are we slow to anger? Quick with patience, thereby dropping our ego. It's hard to drop our ego, but we have to step out of God's way. Do we help others, put them on the right path without, without expecting anything in return? Do we forgive others first and then offer mercy and putting ourselves last? Do we have a blameless foundation with our castle that we build? Are we involved in peacemaking, making peace? Do we keep doing the right thing in spite of others? You know, they want to take away your joy and, and that's what they, the principalities do. I'm going to take away their joy. We're already, we've already been upfront blessed by God. By believing in his son, we have the promise of eternal life and can earn our way, but we can't earn our way because it's a gift. It's not just good works, but through the Beatitudes, they're indirectly guiding us to him and his son, Jesus Christ. But the way of Christ, the way to life, to follow Christ must become our way. It has to become our way. That's what he's teaching us. He puts us on the path to true life. Yes, we're going to keep falling off along the way. But we have to get back on that path in true happiness. (coughs) My allergy tablet just dries you up. I think of that song, Happy. I love that song by, is it Pharrell? Is it pronounced Pharrell Williams? He's awesome. And I found it on YouTube, and it has a billion views. And, and people are dancing in the moment. And there was another song, is it Garth Brooks, The, the Dance? There's, there's good ones. In the moment is what we can have joy and be happy about. Because we don't, the past is done. We can think about it and learn from it, and the future isn't here. But if we miss out on the moments now, we're missing out on a lot of joy in little tiny things along the way. I love to look at birds outside and the sparrows and make sure I'm feeding them. Those little joys along the way, we have to dance. We need to show others our way of Christ, their blessedness, show them that they have blessedness, freely given. And Lent is friends nearly upon us. It's the time, you know how those days were shorter and darker, and now we're gaining what, like a minute of light every day and hope to come out of that darkness. I don't know how people do it in Alaska. I couldn't do it. Without the power of God, that's pretty dark, or it's very light. But... Our time in life, too, is short, so we really got to grab those nows. And according to Father Mike, he's a Texas Episcopal priest who teaches spiritual formation and has a blog that I found, and 
called Interrupting the Silence, let the meditations of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accept- acceptable to you, O Lord. From Psalm 1914, no competition, no comparisons, more connectedness, no judgment, opens up the world to us so that life flows more naturally and we can be ourselves and letting the Beatitudes follow naturally. Dear Jesus, thank you for putting these words on my heart to impart. It's not me. I always acknowledge it's what will you have me learn. You're molding me, and then I'll share what I can. Thank you, Lord, for our church. We've got a vote coming up, and we know all these things. You're guiding us step by step, but we want to just stick with your word is the bottom line nothing else. And we thank you for the power that you impart upon us as individuals, as a community, and as a church. And that if we're supposed to be here and shine our light, be the light, be a blessing, that we may continue to do so in the nows that you give us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.